Hi, I'm Vincent Andrasani, and this is episode 15 of The Place of Sound. Thanks very much for tuning into this episode, and thanks also to those who've been following along through the first few episodes of the show. For those who are listening for the first time, The Place of Sound is a show that explores the theme of space, or the social geography, using sound and listening. We do so through a variety of audio media production formats, so you can expect to do a few different types of listening in a single show. Episodes consist of what we refer to as audio portraits, or oral history-style interviews that explore the topic of home. Soundscape compositions, which use everyday sounds to communicate the personal and social significance of a given place. And we typically end the episode with a short documentary-style piece that, over recent months, has explored the topic of social isolation, something we know all too well as a result of our lockdown experiences. These are the types of projects that you can expect to hear on The Place of Sound, and all of them are produced by students here at Carleton University. They're what gets produced in comms 4501, Digital Media Production, which is a fourth year workshop course in the Communication and Media Studies program. In the last episode, episode 14, we listened to work by Riley Duns, Kit Chalkley, and Michelle Gitobu. We heard Riley's soundscape composition, titled Intimately Traversing a Space of Agony, which is also available on theplaceofsound.ca in multimedia format. You can find it on the blog as a featured project. We also listened to Kit Chalkley's soundscape composition titled Consumed by Remembering, which explored the personal and familial meaning of a chicken recipe that Kit learned from their father. And we ended by listening to a documentary-style piece by Michelle Gotobu titled Self-Preservation. The piece is a thoughtful meditation on the shortcomings of the healthcare system, and in particular how racialized populations are disproportionately affected and disproportionately serviced by it. In this episode, we'll listen to more student projects produced in my digital media workshop. But before we do that, we'll pause for a quick announcement by Omer Ongren. Omer is the spouse of Jihan Erdal, a sociology PhD student here at Carleton University who's been detained in Istanbul since fall of 2020. Omer's got an important message about Jihan, and he shares information about how you might get involved to help bring him back to Ottawa. Hi, my name is Omer, and I am Jihan Erdal's spouse. Jihan Erdal is a sociology PhD student at Carleton University, an award-winning youth researcher, peace and LGBTI plus activist. Jihan was arrested in Istanbul in September 2020 while he was conducting his research. His arrest was linked to two social media posts made seven years ago calling to protest the Turkish government's failure to protect Kurds against ISIS massacre attempt in northern Syria. 2,500 academics and 30 international organizations, including Amnesty International and Human Rights Watch, released solidarity statements for Jihan. 
European Parliament condemned Jihan's detention and the United Nations Working Group on Arbitrary Detention made inquiries to Turkey. Today in Turkey, thousands of students, journalists and intellectuals are unjustly in prison. Like other dissidents behind bars, Jihan is arbitrarily and unfairly detained. Help us free Jihan Erdal and bring him back to his home in Ottawa. Visit freejihanerdal.com and follow Free Jihan Erdal on Twitter. As Omer mentioned, if you're interested in learning more about Jihan's present status, what you can do to help out, be sure to check out the Free Jihan Erdal account on Twitter and the corresponding website. to the projects. In this episode, we'll listen to an audio portrait, a soundscape composition, and an audio documentary. Three projects in total. The first project is an audio portrait by Junique Gooden titled Missing Warm Skies. The piece is an interview with Junique's mum and is on the topic of home. The second project is a soundscape composition by Xiaoyi Chen titled Shanghai's Riverside Promenade. In it, Xiaoyi documents the many sounds along the waterfront, which is an important urban space in Shanghai. And the third and final project is a documentary style piece by Rachel Bender Kerbel titled Silver Linings. The piece was developed earlier this year in late winter, and in it, Rachel reflects upon her newfound connection with the natural environment as a way of grounding herself amidst all of the challenges brought about by the lockdown. We're going to begin with Junique's audio portrait, which is dialogue Junique had with her mother over Zoom since they were living in different cities at the time. During their dialogue, Junique's mum talks fondly about her time in Jamaica, remembering the warmth of the sun, the joy of the music, and the fun that she had while she was there. I'll let them tell you the details. So Junique, over to you. Island where it's very warm. Climate, the climate is different. The sunshine. Oh, I love the sunshine. <laughs> the, the, the music on uh, the road. They're just going down the street and there's music here and music there. The churches, you know. We have a lot of fun. Home stories. The child growing up at home, we know how to make things out of nothing. 
and be happy with that. Like we will use a piece of water and our two pieces, put them together and make a go-kart. We use um, milk, milk carton, stuff with paper and make it as a ball and we play in the street. Those are some of the, the, the stuff we do home, which I know you cannot do here. Where am I now is more quieter than where I was before. It's hard work. Very multi, it's very mu multicultural. It's very promising. I feel comfortable. Quite comfortable, I should say. Security, love. When I have picnics with friends I have here now. It's a lot of different places I've been. Uh, like a place called Crystal Beach, where we get to um, play in the water close by. You know, the big park where we, we, we do a lot of different things. So, you know, that's one of the stuff we used to do back home. We go to the beach. So Crystal Beach is one of them around me at home. Only, only in the summertime um, here, because summertime here you get to go for walks, run with the warm sunshine, and that makes me think of Jamaica because that's what Jamaica is. The, you know, when we have the summer, the summer, the summer, the summer climate. You know, home here change a bit. Now it's like I have emptiness. There's no more children around. My kids going off to college and moving away from me. That's the emotion. But sometimes I'm sometimes I'm sad and sometimes I'm happy. You know that they grown up and they and they own doing their own thing. They don't need to rely on me anymore unless they really need to. Kind of miss that sometimes. Family, family makes a home. Your kid, your 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 husband, your wife, your children, your grandchildren, the people, your family, friends. Every every neighbor is your aunt or your uncle, even if you don't relate it to them. Although a home can be anywhere you live, where you're happy, it's a home. Where you're most comfortable, yeah, that's a home. Anything that that makes a home. Mm -hmm. Hi, I'm Xiao Yi Chen. You are going to be listening to my soundscape composition. For my soundscape composition, I chose the Shanghai Riverside Promenade as the field and recorded the various sounds I discovered in the field. The reason I chose this field is because it's a place which can hear the most iconic and representative sound of Shanghai. And it's also a place full of my memories. After I got off the ferry, the gate of the Dongchang port opened gradually. Then after about 10 minutes work, there is an amazing place that I really like. It is Riverside Promenade, which is located in Pudong New District, Shanghai. It's like a park with places where people can chat, rest, take a walk, ride bicycle, and enjoy the view of the bound or the high-rise buildings across the river. The location is really great because it's in the center of Shanghai and it's beside the Huangpu River. So every time I come here, I just find a place to sit and staring at the beautiful view of the city for several hours.
take a few steps forward, there is a bar that I like very much. It is called Chili's. Sometimes I will come here with my friends. I think it's a good place to chat with friends and spend the spare time. After we finished taking some foods or drinks, we just took a walk along the river. I can hear various sounds of nature in this place, such as the sound of river lapping the bank, the sound of birds and seamal chirping, and even the sound of a passing ship. Except from the amazing sound of nature, an unique sound can be heard in this place too. It's the voice of the bell tower across the river. The bell tower is called Shanghai Custom House, and the melody of the bell tower is called The East is Red, which is a very famous song in China. And the bell rings every 15 minutes. It was 6 p.m. and after the bell rang, all the lights of the buildings were turned on. I think the bell sound is the most iconic and representative sound of this city, Shanghai. Every time I hear the bell ring, I feel nostalgia and it brings up all the memories of my hometown, Shanghai. The Riverside Promenade is just like a place of peace in the metropolitan city. It's also a place with precious memories for me. It reminds me of the time I used to spend in this place with my family and friends. My name is Rachel Bender-Kerbel. I'm a fourth-year student in Communications and Media Studies. In this podcast, titled Silver Linings, I discuss how the pandemic has cut off many of our social relationships. While this has been difficult, it's also left space for different connections. In this podcast, I talk about how I've formed relationships with nature in this time of isolation. 
my silver lining has been reconnecting with the natural world around me. And it seems that a lot of others have been experiencing this as well. I hope you enjoy. We've now been in the pandemic for a bit over a year. That's meant a lot of social isolation and solitude. This can be hard because we are social animals, but upon reflecting about the last year or so, I've found somewhat of a silver lining. I've never held this much time or attention for the environment around me. This time being disconnected from everyone opened up space for different kinds of relationships. I've been focused on my relationship with nature most specifically. I went from spending my summer in a corporate office building downtown to working from the haven of my backyard, even the shore of the lake at my cottage. This past winter, when the cold forced us all back into the city, I've still been outside. I've been taking two or three walks a day just to stay sane in social isolation. I've gone along the Rideau Canal, to the Conroy Pits, the Arboretum, these places have all become little sanctuaries and escapes from my apartment scattered throughout the city. Popular philosopher who I enjoy, Ralph Emerson, once wrote that the earth laughs in flowers. And it's true. Slowly I started noticing it everywhere. The birds were singing for me on every morning walk. The ice is sparkling and dancing under the sun on top of hundred-year-old trees. And flowers are stretching up to the sunlight for the first time this spring, just like me. An indigenous botany expert and author, Robin Kimmerer, has done research that shows that breathing in the scent of nature stimulates the release of oxytocin. This is the same hormone that forms bond between mother and child. think that it can't just be me who's experiencing this reconnection with nature. We've all been enduring this time of isolation, and we've all been finding pathways to joy. For example, the sunny months of the year, the city blocks off Queen Elizabeth Drive to cars, leaving it as a pathway for the flinner, a space to walk along the canal and the nature through the city. 
Queen Elizabeth Drive is a main road in Ottawa, yet the city realized in this unique time it works better as an open space for people to walk along. In conversation with my mother, I learned about ways that she has found deeper connection with nature in the past year. In true COVID style, this is a phone call conversation due to the recent stay-at-home order. So would you say you've spent more time outside since the pandemic started? Absolutely. Got a puppy right when the pandemic started, so I've been walking at least an hour and a half a day with my dog. Um, I took up bird watching as a new hobby, so one day a week I spend two or three hours outside. What do you enjoy about bird watching? Oh, what I like about bird watching is I just got these new binoculars and you can see them up close and they're so beautiful. And also um, just the songs of the birds, especially now that they're coming to uh, migrate through Ontario. They're, I mean, just the song they're singing is so gorgeous and all the different species. It's quite fun. And have you noticed that the people around you are spending more time outside or trying to get in the nature more since the pandemic? Absolutely. Um, in fact, a lot of my friends have started camping more, and uh, they're saying it's just really hard to find an open campsite. You almost have to be on the internet five months before um, just to get a campsite these days. Tell me more about the walks you've been taking every day. Well, there's a beautiful field right by my house, which I never even noticed before. And now with uh, a full year of being in the pandemic, it's so gorgeous. Every season brings new delights every time of day. So beautiful. Like Last spring, we had the coming of the trees and everything greening up. And, um, and then in the fall, we had the lovely sunrises and sunsets as the days got shorter and then with the winter the beautiful snow and the crystal ice on the branches and then again now in spring all the birds are coming back and things are beginning to green up again it's quite lovely for another take i sat down with my roommate perry about her experience have you found that you've spent more time outside since the pandemic? Yeah, totally. We go on walks every day almost. And in the winter, we went skating near the canal. Um, when I went home too, me and my family would go on walks every day at lunch. So have you found that the people around you are also spending more time outside? Yeah, I think so. When we go on walks, there's always so many people on the canal. They even uh, like blocked off the street. Um, and when I was back in London, actually, I wanted to get uh, cross-country skis for Christmas, but my mom said they were sold out everywhere. She wasn't even able to get them. And I remember in the summer, my sister um, was, she was trying to get a bike and everywhere in London was sold out. So my parents had to drive an hour outside of London just so she could get a bike because everyone was doing activities. Has being outside more made you feel better in any ways? Yeah, I feel like it's improved my mood a lot, actually. Like, kind of good way to, like, de-stress because you're inside doing work in the same place all day. And it's been nice to have it, like, a part of my daily routine.
This pandemic will go down in history as a time of disconnection. Yet for me, and it seems for many others as well, it has duly been a time of reconnection. Robin Kimmerer writes about going to nature. She says, I come here to listen, to turn off the voice in my head until I can hear the voices outside it. The shush of wind and needles, water trickling over the rock, chipmunks digging, the mosquito in my ear, and something more, more that is not me, for which we have no language, the worldless being of others in which we are never alone. Thanks very much for tuning in to this episode of The Place of Sound. But before I sign off, a couple of quick notes. The first is about the featured work section on The Place of Sound website. It's a blog that presents some of the individual projects that you will hear or have heard on this show. On the site, of course, you're able to play the audio work itself, but you can also see some of the original photos and the writing that students produce to go along with the audio. Since you can't read that writing or see those photos on the radio show, this is a great way to access it. So check that out in the blog section on theplaceofsound.ca. And the second is that we've now put together enough episodes that there's a bit of an archive emerging. To listen back to previous episodes, you can find them in two places, on ckcufm.com or on the website at theplaceofsound.ca. But in the meantime, keep your ear out for upcoming episodes, which air on CKCU Radio every other Monday at 6.30pm. Until next time, thanks for listening to The Place of Sound.